In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today's Gospel gives us one of the parables of our Lord. A parable uh, was a story which um, was common, commonly understood by the ordinary people of an everyday event, but which had a spiritual meaning to it. And uh, this is the case with today's parable, which is known as the parable of the talents. Uh, we talk about people who've got talent, um, and this, this idea comes from this parable. Um, we've got talent, and we're called to use it. If you, look in the, if you read in the Orthodox Study Bible, you'll see that this particular passage is entitled, We Must Be Good Stewards. Let's begin with a question um, asked by St. Gregory the Great. Who is this parable talking about? Who is the man in the parable who goes away and um, leaves, leaves his people, goes into a foreign land? And St. Gregory says, this is Jesus. Jesus is the one who goes away into a foreign land. The body, the human body, is designed to be on this earth. But he goes to a foreign land. He goes to heaven with our body. That was the ascension. And this is, the parable is all about this. Because before he goes, he gives talents. He gives gifts. He gives abilities to those who believe in him. The encouraging thing is that in this parable, there's no one not given anything. Everybody is given something. One gets five talents, one gets two talents, one gets one talent. And, I, and that's encouraging because it means that God's given me a talent. And it means that as I look out on this congregation this morning, everybody here today has got a talent of one kind or another. Some have got more talents than others, but everybody has something. And that is really encouraging, because this church couldn't function if people weren't using their talents. And it's not just me that's using my talent. We all have to use our talents to make the parish work. So I'm very thankful when I think about that, it brings thanksgiving to my heart that so many people are using their talents in the parish. Now what was a talent, what was a talent in Jesus' day? It was actually valued at uh, 20 years salary for a, an ordinary labourer. That's what a, one talent was, 20 years salary. So I kind of did a few calculations and I worked out that one, one talent would be about, in Australian terms today, something like 80, uh, I think it was, no, $800,000. That's a lot of money. So the person who was given five talents was given $4 million when the master left and asked them to look after that. That's a lot of money too. And so you can see why the heading of this section is called We Must Be Good Stewards. Because Jesus has left us with something very valuable and something very worthwhile. Now you're probably, going to, you're probably thinking now, uh-oh, Father Jeff is going to start telling us we've got to use our talents to do this, that and the other. No, I just want to thank you for using your talents um, in doing uh, the, the technical work, the singing, the welcoming, uh, the setting up every week and the taking down after the service and all those things that need to be done. The, the committee, uh, the fundraising, uh, you know, just look around. There's so many things going on. 
and I'm just grateful to everybody who are using their talents. I want to come at this parable today from a different angle and than, than those things. I want you to imagine a magic bank, uh, which is going to give you when, you, when you win this prize from the magic bank, you get $86,400 into your bank account every day. Wouldn't that be good? Now, there's a few rules with this. Uh, it, um, you have to spend every dollar that day, because if you don't, it's wiped off. You don't get it again. But the next morning, you get another 86400 into your bank account. Now, this is about stewardship. What are you going to do with that money? What are you going to do with it? Well, you get everything you've ever wanted. You'll get everything all your family wanted. You'll get everything all your friends wanted. And maybe you might even give a little bit to the church so that we can build, get our own building. But you, you know, you'd be out there trying to use this money, wouldn't you? Uh, one of the rules is that uh, the bank could just withdraw this in an instant. And once it's stopped, that's it. Uh, there's no going back. Isn't that amazing? Don't you think it's wonderful? Wouldn't you love that to happen? Well, actually, I'm talking about reality here. There are 86,400 seconds in every day. So every morning we wake up, we've got 86,400 seconds before the next day starts. And we get another... 86,400 seconds. And the question is every morning, how are we going to use that, that time that God has given us? This is the question. How are we going to be good stewards of the time that God's given us? Because time is life. We only get one life. It can end in a moment. And there's no coming back for another go. That's it. Jesus gave us a very good commandment, a demanding commandment. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, with all your strength, and your neighbor as yourself. <clears throat> These are the two great commandments. How does our use of time tie in with these great commandments? I want to focus today especially on the first one. We're people commanded to love God. It's possible, thinking about talents, for some people to give a lot of money to the church, to give a lot of time to the church, serving in the committee and things like that, but never to come to the liturgy or never to say their prayers at home. And that, it looks good on the outside, you know, a lot of money coming in from that person, a lot of time towards the work of the church, but no time going towards building that relationship with God. So that's not the right priority. As the Orthodox Study Bible says, we must be good stewards, and we must be good stewards of our time, and we must be developing our relationship with God. I've got some very exciting news for you, very exciting news. I don't know if you've heard yet, but Douglas and Summer are getting married in about 10 days' time. Give them a clap. Isn't that great? 
they allowed me, they gave me their permission to announce that this morning. And I wanted to use that this morning to get our attention because I remember Douglas when he first came to church. I couldn't remember his name. I kept mixing up his name with Duncan. But I remember him coming down, sitting at the front. Somebody invited him to come to the church. But gradually I noticed that he was moving back. And then gradually I noticed he was moving nearer to this girl, this beautiful girl at the back. And then I noticed that he was 1.5 meters apart from her. And then I noticed that they were right next to each other. <laughs> and then I noticed that they were kind of like glue together. <laughs> and I thought, uh-oh, I've seen this before. <laughs> and the next thing I know, they're getting married. Isn't that wonderful? That is great news. Now, do you know what? This would not have happened if they hadn't have spent time together. If Douglas had kept sitting at the front and Summer had kept sitting at the back and they'd never spoken to each other, they'd never spent time at the coffee bar or whatever you did, and they'd never have fallen in love. And the only way we can fall in love with God is to spend time with him. And now in our culture, time is very, very valuable. And when Jesus asked us to sacrifice things to him. This is one of the most difficult things in our culture to sacrifice to God. Time. Sunday morning. So many people have work these days and they can get extra money on a Sunday morning. It's very tempting to just you know, take that opportunity. But God says this is where we should be with him on a Sunday morning. With his people. Worshipping him. Getting closer to him. Getting to know him better. And then in the mornings, we're in such a rush to get out sometimes, we wake up late, we rush off, and that's fine. I have at times, when I was working in the city years ago, I used to have to read my Bible and say my prayers on the train. When I was in the military, it was very difficult. I had to lock myself in the loo sometimes when we were doing training. The only time I could get some time to be with God, in the loo. Because otherwise we were just flat out people everywhere, all the time, under pressure. And that's how life is. We, we will never find time to give to God. We have to make time for God. And that's what is involved in being a good steward of our time. Have you fallen in love with God yet? When I first became a Christian, I think uh, I was motivated by the fear of God. I didn't want to go to hell. That's what motivated me. I wanted to get to know God because I was afraid of going to hell. And then, and then you move through a phase where you're, you're afraid that you're not doing enough for God. And then you go to the phase where you're afraid of um, bringing a bad reputation to God because you've done something wrong. You've lived an unholy life. You've been a bad... A bad person in front of other people and you're bringing bad reputation to God. But the, the main thing is uh, what I want now, what I fear most now is losing my relationship with God. Have you got to that stage where that's the biggest fear you have of losing your relationship with God? This is what we've got to work at. And this only comes with spending time with God. We have to invest our time. 
morning prayer, evening prayer, arrow prayers during the day, help, 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 whatever, and then liturgy on Sundays and the other services. Now, the, the, the parable of the talent, talents here, where Jesus said, I give some people one talent, some people two, some people five, this applies actually with our time. A young mother with two or three children is not going to have a lot of time to pray. She's woken up at five in the morning, as if she's lucky, could be three, could be four, could be all those times. And she's, she's absolutely flat out, totally paying attention to that child. That's when the fathers, the, the husbands need to pray for their wives to keep them going. She's only got one talent. She may, during the day, uh, only be able to say, Lord, have mercy, as she goes through the day. And God will say to her, well done, you good and faithful servant. But a single man who's working from eight till five, or nine till five, and then he comes home, he's got the whole evening to himself, the whole weekend to himself, if he's just saying, Lord, have mercy during the day, he's not going to get a well done, good and faithful servant um, from God. Because he's got five talents. He can invest far more time in getting to know God and to getting to falling in love with God. So that's my challenge to you young men, especially, and the young girls before you're married too, to really use this time that God has given you to fall in love with God, like um, Douglas and Summer have fallen in love with each other. When I went to the epistle today, I read the words, Today is the day of salvation. And I went back, my mind, it took me straight back to my military training 50 years ago. The person in the room next to me was the same as me. We talked about our faith, because my faith came alive when I was doing my training. It was amazing. And uh, so we talked a lot about our faith. And I remember him saying to me one day, you know, Jeff, he said, uh, I really think there's something in this uh, Christianity business. And I'm, when, I, when I retire, I'm going to really look into it. I thought, why not now? He said, oh, I want to put everything into my career. I want to get to the top. I want to be, uh, become a general. And, um, but then when I retire, I'll have lots of time and I'll look at it. Six months later, he, he was um, commissioned into the Royal Fusiliers, infantry, light infantry. Six months later, he was in Aden, in the Middle East. And uh, there was a police mutiny. And they had weapons. They had guns, everything. And uh, he was in the military there. He was in the British Army. And they had to suppress this mutiny and restore order in the colony. Unfortunately, he was ambushed with his patrol and every one of them was killed. So the guy who had the room next to me, who said, I'm going to wait until after I've retired, he only lived for six months after he was commissioned into the British Army. That's all. Six months. I shared a tent with somebody a few years later on an exercise. I talked to him about his faith. And I'm not sure how interested he was or not. But a few weeks later, his armoured car, he was in the cavalry, his armoured car rolled over. And he was killed. He was sitting in the turret at the top. And he was killed. And God has given me this urgency, if you like, 
to tell people about Christ, but also to get those of us who are here now to develop our relationship with God, to fall in love with God, to experience His love. Because there's nothing better. You can't beat it. You know, getting a million dollars isn't going to do it. Um, going on overseas trips isn't going to do it. Getting married isn't going to do it. Falling in love with God is the only thing that's going to fulfill our lives and get us through this life. Not sure how? How do you spend time with God? Talk to me. Talk to Deacon Nicholas. Talk to Subdeacon Timothy, Subdeacon Patrick. Talk to your spiritual father. Talk to your parents if they're Christians. Find out how you can grow in your love for God because we must be good stewards of our time because at any time it could end and then we're faced with God and he's going to say either to us, you good and faithful student, well done, you good and faithful servant. Or he's going to say what he said to the one that buried his talent. He said, you evil servant. And I won't go there. And what did he do? He buried it. And that, we're told, is a symbol of, he puts it into the earth. All his time went into the earth. It went into things to do with this world. Nothing else. And God really condemned him for that. There's nothing wrong with gardening. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with working. There's nothing wrong with having times of relaxation. All these things are part of it. But we must put enough time, because uh, Douglas is still working. Summer is still working. They still have to have meals. They still have to do their hobbies. But they've spent time with each other. And they've fallen in love. And so in our busy lives, we must give time to God to fall in love with him. My prayer for this church, I'm, I'm not praying that we'll have a full church uh, overflowing and everything else. I'm praying that, that you people, and I pray this every day, that your love for God will increase. That is my prayer for you. Every single day, that your love for God will increase. And that's why I'm preaching this sermon today. And lastly, a psalm to send you away with. Uh, psalm 104, I read this the other day. Seek the Lord and be strengthened. So when we, this is one of the benefits of seeking the Lord and falling in love with him, we will be strengthened in our lives and in our journeys through this world. May God help you and me to fall more and more in love with him and may he strengthen us all on our journeys. Now to God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit be ascribed to all my majesty, dominion and praise now and forever and to the ages of ages. Set up.